this morning, Psalm chapter 46, and I'm just going to use one verse. Uh, I'd given the guys in the sound booth more, but I want to use just one verse, Psalms 46, verse 5. And it is my pattern, uh, not exclusively, but in the beginning of the year, I always try to bring a message not so much about the forgetting of yesterday, we'll, we'll mention that, but I want, I, I tried to bring a message from the practical idea that the, the morning always comes, the sun always rises, first the natural, then the spiritual. We're very good with spiritual ideas, but we don't apply, the natural is in front of us, screaming to us the reality of God's word. That morning always comes. No matter how dark the night, morning always comes. No matter the temperature, no matter how many people stand in offices of political power and say it cannot happen, will not happen, morning always comes. No matter how you feel, morning always comes. Even when you can't see it and you don't think it and this time's different, morning always comes. And in Psalms 46 verse 5, it speaks of the Israelites, the people of God, but it also speaks prophetically to the church to come that had not been revealed. God is in the midst of us. Can someone say amen? amen. So we house him individually. We walk. We, he, he lives in us collectively, corporately. God is in the midst of us and we will not what? Be moved. Does that mean we can't be shaken? What does it mean by moved? Because I feel like I've moved before. If I didn't move, the ground under me got up and moved. You know, what does it mean? It means that in the end, I always go back to the place I started in Him. Y'all remember, just stand, it's good for you. Stand for just a minute more. And just because I, I have it in my head, I have to be done with this while y'all are standing. Y'all remember those little bolo? Uh, blow up things. If you're white, if you got white in your hair, you'll know what I'm talking about. And there was no tool to blow it up with. <laughs> now they have tools. Y'all remember sucking your lips and doing it. And when you left, you had a little cigarette ring right here, and you, and your lips was what. And Mark, you'd blow and blow, and you'd have to squeeze in certain spots. And you'd blow that rascal up, and you'd set it in the floor so he was kind of heavy on the bottom, and he had a little thing like this, and he had a taunting face. Like, it was just so happy it made you mad or hit me. Do y'all remember these? What were they called? Bozo? Okay, I said bolo. See, I'm, I'm close. I'm in the neighborhood. And you'd hit that rascal, bam, and he'd go, and come back up. And do you, do you ever do this as a kid? You're like, this time I'm going to hit it so hard. You know, you're like, and you'd knock it across the room. And he'd, and he'd go all the way around. And then the little face come back up and look at you. Right there. I later learned the trick. That thing is weighted in the bottom. So you could say of it, it cannot be permanently moved. We have this treasure, this weight of glory in us. And no matter what the devil does, no matter what happens, no matter who we bury, no matter who walks out, no matter what disappointment, disillusionment, discontentment, no matter what life throws at us, the issue is not, did it knock me down? It's that that weight in me sustains me and holds me. And one, of, one part of that weight is the promise of the morning. And if you don't believe, you will suffer as if the morning never came. Because it is possible for it to come and you not participate in it. There's an earthly morning that comes every morning. There's a final morning coming uh, when we won't even need the sun anymore. And the lamb will be the light thereof. Our problem is not the beginning and the end. Our problem is in the middle. Do you believe in the mornings of your life situations? God is a God of pattern. If the earthly morning comes and the spiritual morning comes when the day star arises in your heart and the final morning comes when there'll be no more darkness, shouldn't there be mornings 
in my emotional life, my spiritual life, my relational life. God is in the midst of her. They shall not be moved. God will help us at the dawn of the morning. Gilbert Patterson preached a message. If you don't know who that is, again, you got to have white hair to know. Just Google Gilbert Patterson. I believe he was Church of God in Christ, but he could preach. We don't have any preachers anymore. We have communicators now. And, you know, people that can pontificate. He was a preacher. And he's got a sermon he preached. Help is on the way. <laughs> Google it, I'm telling you. But leave room for shouting and get everybody out. You've got to have room. Cut your path out. Morning is on the way. I want to pray over you this morning. Father, I just stand before you, uh, an unprofitable servant at best. You know that to be truth. I know that to be truth. But you did not allow me the privilege of maturity before you called me to preach. So I just, I stand before you as I am, available for you. And I ask you to anoint me this morning that I would communicate your truth in such a way that it would stick to the... uh, our ribs, that it would be knitted to the fabric of our soul, that we might leave with something now that's part of our vocabulary to where we'll hear ourselves say it, we'll see it on the refrigerator, we'll hear it on the radio, morning's coming, morning's coming. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated this morning. I preached already, y'all can go, it's early, get on out. There's a couple of these statements mixed in that I shared with you last year in January, but the majority of this message, uh, as I studied before the Lord yesterday, I believe he had new things for this new year, and I want to share them with you. First of all, the morning. It's the expressed will of God. I'm going to be speaking about the natural, okay? That's the day and the light. The coming day of God's kingdom where there is no darkness, and of course, in the middle. The morning is the expressed will of God since the beginning. And God said, let there be light. And God saw the light that it was good. God does not withhold goodness from people. And he divided the light from the darkness. And he called the light day and the darkness night. Morning is a divine decree. Job 38. I'm just setting some framework for you. He has commanded the morning and caused the day spring to know its place. That it, that it might take hold of the ends of the earth. God has commanded the morning. The sun always rises. It rises in the same place. Not so much that it's important for it to be that place, for, for, but for you to know that all things are upheld by the word of his power. He put the sun in place, and since the world began... And hundred, don't, don't worry about our government. Don't worry about the nations of this world and all this anti-Semitism and anti-Christianity. They've all had their say. They've come and they've gone. And the sun rises just like God said it would. And the Son of God rules just like God said he does. And the Son of God will come just like God said he will. So, so he decreed it. I know the sun's coming up. Don't give me a scientific reason because he commanded it. And if he spoke it, it shall come to pass. Morning is the reward of the righteous, Psalms 112. It said, and unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. What we want is a Christianity that keeps us from darkness. Well, if I get close enough, if I fast often enough, and if I pray long enough, and if I get consecrated enough, that will somehow exempt me from darkness. If you're exempt from darkness, you never you never see the beauty of the sunrise. When your soul is dark and your soul is dry and your soul is dead and you're hopeless and without help and all of a sudden you look and say, is that the sun peeking over the environment of my life? And once again, God introduces himself as the God of the morning to you. Think with me a moment. What if, for those of you that are in a season of darkness, a season of, and darkness can be where you can't see. It can be, uh, darkness is a time of low productivity. It's a time when accidents happen. It's a dangerous time where you can be under attack. It's a time where uh, you just can't do what all you did in the day, a, a time of limitation. What if, what if the brightness of the next morning is in direct correlation to the darkness of the night before? 
See, I'm, you don't realize it, but I'm giving you some B12 today, baby. I'm giving you a shot of B, or I should say vitamin D, shouldn't I? So imagine a slingshot, if you will, okay? Imagine if the devil grabs satanic powers, your adversary, the, the, the current of this world is pulling you backwards, away from God, away from God's, of sensing his pleasure, away from an awareness of his presence, sorrow, crying, pain, frustration, inadequacy, misunderstanding, and all of these things. I can't feel him. I can't see him. It's been dark so long, I wonder. And what about the time when the sun breaks over the horizon and it lets go? How far into the day are you prepared to walk? Morning ain't supposed to scare you. And we, we, we can more clearly articulate, articulate the gloom of the night than we can the glory of the morning. That's our problem. Yes, weeping endureth, but joy cometh, baby. Morning, the longer the night, the closer you are to morning. See, Revelation the modern Laodicean church takes the word of God and makes revelation like a genie's lamp. Three keys to make it happen. Step one, step two, step three, and you still can't make it happen. Confess, profess, proclaim. Say this with me. Spin around three times and throw a dollar over your shoulder. Just do whatever, you know, just crazy, crazy stuff. That, that doesn't make morning come any quicker. Let me tell you what revelation does. Revelation does not change my circumstance. It changes me. Revelation that morning's coming sets me at ease. It creates an expectancy in me. A hope in me. You anticipate it. So the longer you're in it, you say, the closer I am. Revelation in this world to me is buoyancy. It keeps me when the storms hit and the waves. Have you ever had a wave hit you in the middle of the sea where you can't see land and you go completely under like that bozo, you know, you go completely under and then you pop back up. What holds you back up? Revelation. Morning's coming. Help is on the way. My rescue is coming. Why? Because God is in the midst of us. And when does he help? Come on, I just told you. In the morning. All right, number two. The morning always follows the night before. I've shared this with you probably three or four times in the last 10 years. Uh, but it, this is profound to me. And I never saw it until several years ago. Genesis 1-5, if you're taking notes. It said, in the evening and the morning were the first day. I count my mornings by, I count my days by mornings. Morning, night is a day. Genesis 1-5 says, and the evening and the morning were the first day. God always, see, you have to, you have to look under the surface. The Bible said uh, God puts it in the heart of the king to search out the riches of a thing, the depths of a thing. God always makes his mornings out of the night before. And the evening and the morning were the first day. The fabric of my tomorrow is made from the sorrows of my yesterday. <laughs> I feel his presence so strong. I have a word for you this morning. You're, you're so hung up on how thick the fabric is, and, but think of how glorious it's going to be when he flips that rug over and you look on the other side at the tapestry and the glory of it. God makes his days out of nights. Evening in the morning with the first day. To have a new day, you must experience yesterday's night. These nights vary in darkness. Not all nights are the same. Stop comparing yourself to other people and get very confused. You, you, if you compare yourself and you're stronger than somebody, you're filled with pride. If you compare yourself to someone you're weaker than, you feel intimidated. If you compare your darkness to theirs, well, God doesn't love me. If theirs is real bad, you go, God don't love them. You can't do that. Darkness varies depending on where you are. Uh, and then there's country dark, I told you. We, we learned that when we moved to Forsyth. 
Good, great day. The first time there was no, no moon, no stars. When I, you know, it's like you have, inf- you know, when you go from information to revelation? Information. You can't see your hand in front of your face. That's information. And then you get out in the country and you go, I can't see my, my hand. I mean, you can't see anything. And my kids and my wife, they're trying to get the insurance policy. They're trying to take me out. That's what's going on. I don't walk in front of Kelly on the stairs, and I tell them all the time, it's not a matter of just cleaning up. Your daddy can't see to start with. And then you get country dark, I'm falling over. Tricycles, scooters, people's drawers, Legos, cats, dogs, pigs, goats, guineas. I'm like, can we keep a clear path up in here? Can't see. Can't see. Don't try to. If my funeral comes up, I want y'all to put a sign how he died. (laughs) He tripped over something in the darkness. But not every dark season's the same. Some of them aren't that bad. They're just inconvenient. Some of them are wet nights. Some of them are bitterly cold Some of them are filled with accidents. Some of them you can, you're kind of familiar with them. And there are nights where you'd say to your husband or your wife, or if you're by yourself, you say, I've never seen one like this before. But baby, it don't matter what kind of night it is. Morning always comes. I want that to get in your spirit. I don't have to help the sun get up. Man, do you know how freeing that is? How do I see that's our problem? We're running around to conferences and let I need this preacher to put his hands on me and I need to shake this preacher's hand. You might as well shake a donkey's tail. He can't help the sun get up any faster in your life. God does some of his greatest work in the darkness. God made woman in darkness. All my fellas said, Amen. All right, I got to tell one of my stories here. Kelly, just forgive me here. We'll get to this. Let me see what. He did. He put Adam to sleep. And, you know, he woke up and he said, whoa, man. That's how you named woman. Uh, yes. Thank you, Jake. Jake going to get banana pudding when he gets home. He's like, thank you for saying that, baby. I'll make you a banana pudding. But if it don't have bananas or sugar in it, it's not banana pudding, by the way. Okay, what was I talking about? I lost my place. Oh, so God saw Adam, and Adam was lonely. He wasn't doing good. He'd walk around. You know those guys in the monastery with the robes on? And they're always, um, uh, you know why? Because there's no women there. I'm serious. Business picks up when Sister Abigail shows up with donuts, you know, all, Hood goes back, you know, they're happy. Hey! God saw that man was alone and said, what? That ain't good. Thank you very much. I'm going to stay on the scripture. So he said, Adam, what's wrong? He said, man, I'm lonely. I don't care if Michael Jackson has a monkey or not. I'm lonely. I need, I need, sorry, this came up. He said, well, Adam, well, what you want, I just want a helpmate. I want, a, I, I want somebody that, you know, uh, okay, God. He said, Adam, write your ticket. He said, I want her to be beautiful. First thing, guys are visual. I want her to be drop-dead gorgeous, a hammer. I mean, God, I want her to be pretty, okay? I want her to wake up before the sun comes up and cook me breakfast every morning. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't mean store-bought. I want her to kill the, 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 the hog and clean it and fresh bacon and grits and eggs and everything. And then come in and I can f- smell the homemade biscuits as they rise. And, Baby, breakfast will be ready in f- 10 minutes. Okay, he ain't got up yet. And she's, I want her to do all of that. And the house be spotless. The house be just spotless. Everything's neat and in order. And then she organized a garage for me and put corkboard up for all my tools and everything. 
I just, and Lord, I want her to do all these things and be, a, and be a wonderful wife and a mother to our children. And I'd like for her to pick the kids up and take them to school too, God, because that line is long and I want her to do <laughs> Could somebody start a job and teach these people how to move people in and move them out? You'd make a million dollars. I don't want her to do all of that. And Lord, design her in such a way that she'll never let me forget that I'm a man. And God said, that'll cost you an arm and a leg. All of that. And he goes, what can I get for a rib? And then that's what we have. That's why we got what we got today. Anyway. Pastor John, why do you do stuff like that in a sermon? Now listen, you know, I always make you laugh and then I hit you with something, okay? Because some of you stopped laughing years ago. You're too spiritual or you're too dead inside. And the Bible, Revelation tells you, laughter worketh like a medicine. You ought to laugh. Everybody else is laughing at you. You might as well laugh. It's funny. I had Isabel in my lap the other day and I said, Izzy. And I'm, I mean, I'm, you know when you're just telling them, not just that you love them, but you're going through the, man, there's, there's nobody in my life I love more than you. And I just, there's nothing I wouldn't do for you, Izzy. And you move my heart. Daddy, you have spider webs in your nose. Anyway. Do you find it odd? that God brought woman into being and completed man in the darkness? Do you find it odd that God revealed who he was with, with Aaron and the groups that said that they were the ministers, that by laying the rods before the Lord in the night, God showed who was, he was with by who made it through the night and who was fruitful in the night and who had buds, blossoms, and fruit in the night? Nighttime has a limited duration and you can penetrate the night with light, but you cannot dominate it through your own individual lights. Night has a tendency to veil what we saw clearly the day before. But morning always follows the night. Number three. The morning is the time when answers to prayer are made visible. Psalms 42.8 says, The Lord will command his loving kindness to me in the daytime. And in the night, his song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. Now, that doesn't mean we can only pray in the night. But generally speaking, night is when the kids are in bed, we're done from our work, and we pour out our soul complaint to the Lord. And the Bible tells us in Psalms 42, 8, in the nighttime when I pray and I sing and I call out to God, the, he's the help of my life and I need him. He said, I will command loving kindness to you in the morning. He decrees an edict. Find John Wood. Push back the darkness. Cause it to dissipate. Bring him his answer. Bring him his morning. Many mornings come disguised as answered prayers. Many mornings comes disguised as answered prayers. And these answered prayers provide a spiritual release. Doesn't your soul change when you get to mark one out of the prayer journal? When you go, thank you, Lord. I have a, a treasure my mom gave me. It was my daddy's preaching Bible. And uh, to think that I've preached many years longer than him. And, you know, he had the one church. He preached on the evangelistic field all those years. And he had one church built it up. He and mama did about 300. And, you know, our church went up to about 1,200. We've started six or seven churches and uh but I, I couldn't carry his shoes I, I, to this day. Uh, all I want to do is be like him to this day. But for him, uh, in this Bible, in the back of this Bible, upside down in the concordance, are pages after pages after pages after pages of numbers and a prayer, and then the date it was answered. Pages after pages after pages after pages after pages. See, he learned 
that mourning happens for us. Answered prayer has a taste of mourning in it every time. This is a new day. God, you'll hear people say, God still answers prayer. God still makes a way. You see, God designs these mornings. They're the buoyancy of your spirit. They're, they're, the, they're the coffee, if you will, in the morning. I don't drink coffee, but it's that thing that keeps you going, knowing that morning comes. And these answered prayers provoke us to thanksgiving and praise. Psalms 59 said, I will sing of thy power. I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning, for you've been my defense and refuge. Night times are generally filled with tears and sorrow. Mornings should be filled with praise and gratitude. Thankful to the Lord. You ever wonder what the will of the Lord is for you? Say, I, don't, I just want to know God's will. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, that you be thankful in all things. Start your morning with thank you, Lord. You can end it with why, what, help me. Oh, God, I need you. But when you wake up, thank you, Lord. Before your feet hit the floor, thank you, Lord, for another day. I went to bed. Watch. Watch the natural, then the spiritual. I lost consciousness. So I wasn't expecting. I wasn't believing. I woke up and the sun was up or coming up. Why? Because here it is. You cannot lie. Are we going to make it out of this, baby? Morning will come for us. How bad is the marriage? As bad as it's ever been. Are we going to make it? Yes. Why? Because God cannot lie. If we do not quit, morning will come. If we do not quit on our babies, morning will come. If we do not quit, morning will come. We, many Christians, pull their blinds and shut their doors of unbelief and miss the morning that is right outside their door that God sent. And they never go outside. God didn't show up. No, he showed up. You'd pulled your blinds of unbelief and you didn't even know the sun was shining. I hit something then, didn't I? Number four, morning is coming. Whether you believe it or not, realize it, acknowledge it, expect it, prepare for it, perceive it, participate in it, or if you choose to deny it. The question of morning coming for you as a believer, and by morning I mean mornings, changes, Changing of the guard, making it through this season. The question is not, will morning come? The question is, will you be a part of it? Lamentations 3 said, his mercies are new every morning. When you wake up, you could ask yourself a question. You could write on a card. How many mercies have you stockpiled for me today? Not yesterday's mercies carried over. God said, those are, those are outdated. Every day, stored throughout your day, in the voices and the mouths of people you work with and live with, when songs on the radio, in books that you read, in the love of an animal, there are mercies reserved for you every day. If it were not so, this word is a lie. Mercies every morning. The Bible tells us that the sunrise breaks through the darkness for God's people in Psalms 112. David said in Psalms 143, cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. In you I trust. And one of the most quoted scriptures, but uh, unrealized scriptures. Weeping endureth for night, Psalms 30 verse 5, but joy cometh in the morning. Here's the two parts we get wrong. There's only two parts. Weeping endureth. The goal of the Christian is not to stop the weeping. Well, if I get enough Bible verses, I'll stop crying. You bury a child, you don't stop crying. You bury a spouse of 50 years, you don't stop crying. What happens is you hope in a morning. Weeping endureth, but joy cometh. Did the weeping happen? You bet Murphy's Law, you better know that's right. Why don't you believe in the joy coming? And that unbelief blocks us, not from the morning coming, but from the opportunity and the privilege of experiencing it. Joy cometh. 
See, you, you, you can't come in my office and tell me just how bad it is. And listen, I, the older I get, when I see somebody sorrowful, I just start crying. I, I know I am no stranger to pain and, and unspeakable when you can't put into words how much something hurts or how empty you are, I went a period of, of almost four years where I never laughed one time. I cried every day, sometimes hours a day. I had to go to the doctor one time. I thought I was having a heart attack. I thought it felt like a, a, a Volkswagen was on my chest. I couldn't breathe, and they did all their tests, and they said, he said, have you been under a lot of stress lately? I said, yes, sir, very much so. He said, are, are you depressed or sad, or do you cry a lot? And I said, yes, sir, pretty much all during the day. You know, 15 minutes at a time, stop, 15 minutes at a time, stop, all day. And he said, well, what has happened is your heart is so, it's saturated in adrenaline. It's like sitting in a tub of adrenaline. And he said, and you could just die. So that's the prognosis. And that, those are the facts. Hyper-Christianity, hyper-charismatic faith will say, don't say that. That's not positive. No, I'm positive that my heart was saturated. Don't, that's negative confession. Stop. No, stating the facts is not negative confession. Believing that all there is is what the facts are is negative confession. The truth is my morning was scheduled. The facts were the night and the weeping endureth. Some of you are getting this for the first time. The facts are weeping endureth, but the truth was joy cometh. And when desire cometh, it's like a tree of life, baby. When God turned the captivity God said in Psalms 126, when he turned the captivity of Zion, which means we'd been in exile for those 70 years, and one day we woke up and we were free. He said, we were like them that dreamed. We didn't even know where to go. It's like a dog being off a leash. What do you do? And he said, and, and, and we laughed and we sang. And people looked on our lives and said, the Lord hath done wonderful things for them. So what's going to happen, Pastor John? If you believe, you will get to come out of that man-made house into God's divine creation of a morning. And joy will come in and surround that very real sorrow. God didn't eradicate my sorrow. He built me a glorious life right on top of the ashes. <laughs> right on top. And I can look this way, things that are lost, and I can look this way to things that are lost. And on certain days, depending on which way the wind blows, I can smell the burnt things that I lost. But if I'm hooked up to a lie detector test, I'm telling you all these, I'm telling you the truth. So do you ever sorrow and grieve? Yes. How is your life? Wonderful. How can you say that? Because you're asking me questions about the night and you ain't mentioned in the morning. You're not mentioned in the morning. Morning came with all its glory and resplendent power and darkness tried its best. It, it's not real. It's not going to happen. And it just tried to hold on and the sun got higher and the light got brighter and the clouds dissipated and morning rose. Joy cometh. You don't create it. You don't find it. You don't manipulate it. You don't confess it. It cometh. From who? Where does everything else come from? The Lord. Joy cometh in the morning. A universal joy. An anticipated joy. A necessary joy. A refreshing joy. A satisfying joy. A healing joy. A restoring joy. An overflowing joy. A strengthening joy. And a transformational joy. I still limp with yesterday. And the longer you live, trust me, just trust me. You may not think so in your 20s and 30s. You'll have some nicks and bruises and holes in your head and 
Things grow and you go, what's that? I don't know. I just don't want to go to the doctor and get it checked out. It, we're falling apart. Okay, you'll have all these things happen in your spiritual life. You'll have something unanswered, something buried. And Jacob buried Rachel on his way to Ephrata, on his way to fruitfulness. We've all got limps and wounds and aches and stuff till we get home. So how do you keep walking? Well, morning. I wake up and there's new mercy, there's new strength, there's new promises, there's new power. He told me sufficient for every day, so should my strength be. So every day that I live, I have the strength to get it done. Anybody encouraged this morning? Good. Very quickly. Hey, and when morning comes, you don't have to announce it. I'm amazed at our little animals. Some of our animals are sweet. Most of them are just as stupid as a plate. Just as, they just, the guineas, I don't think all of them together have a brain. If y'all know anything about guineas, one will run and jump, and then all of them will fall and jump, and there's nothing in the thing. You know, they, they'll get inside the fence and just run the same way. It's just bizarre. But our roosters, it's amazing. I don't see the sun coming up. I'm asleep. Dogs don't see the sun coming up. Horses don't see the sun coming up. Ah, ah, ah! And I want to just go... But it's too far away. I'm not that good a shot yet. I'm th- and sometimes I hear them, sometimes I don't. And you go, really? Now, all of them get going when everybody can see the sun. We got one or two. You know where I'm going with this? Start making noise before they ever see it. Why? Because God put something in them that speaks of his faithfulness, that speaks of... See, roosters declare the morning, but some anticipate it. It's coming. It's coming. God give us people that anticipate the morning, that can look people in the eye and say, baby, it's okay. Listen, it ain't my prayer that's got you, but I got you. Listen, you in agreement that the morning comes? Father, thank you, God, and that's you cackling or chirping or whatever. And then when morning comes up, you ain't got to say, see, you know, it's the first thing we do. Well, usually it's grandma. Grandma's up. Grandma and Jesus get up about the same time and Kelly get up. (laughs) They let daddy sleep till the daddy gets showered and uh, puts his clothes on and she points me to the door and I just, you know, I take them to school. Uh, But what's, you know what we do for those chickens? Why would you have a morning that you didn't give them freedom? You know what God, see, I just see things. This is not doctrine. I'm just telling you things that happen in the natural. Let them out. Let them out. They're pinned up in the night. How do you keep something cooped up that's thanking the Lord and praising the Lord and everything that hath breath praises the Lord? Let them go. And they don't just walk out. Like when you open the little coop, like, what's up, John? How you doing, preacher? Pew, 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 running around. It's unmistakable in its grandeur, in its temperature, in the clarity that it brings, in its opportunity, in its broadness. What do you mean by broadness? Oh, I love this saying. Uh, It's just, if you don't like your life, change it. If it doesn't contradict Scripture, ask the Lord's will. If you got daylight and you can see, like, I don't, my yard, I don't like it, rake it. So much of life is simple. I just feel like we're out of order. Well, get in order. Dog's hair all matted up, get shears out. Or a weed eater or something, do, do something. <laughs> Fix it. Morning comes with possibilities. And also there's an invitation. Every morning is God's invitation. If you live to see the morning, it is God's invitation for you to live in it. Right, come on. Come on. What you expect today? Because according to your faith, it's going to be under you. I expect to find mercies everywhere. I expect to find newness. Brooke, if you'd come, please. Thank you. I expect to find 
blessings. I expect to find healing. I expect a, a changing of the guard. I expect these things. Finally, the morning is by necessity new. The American Heritage Dictionary defines the word new as this. Having been made new or only come into being a short time ago. It's recent. Still fresh, never seen. Never used, never explored or worn before. God doesn't recycle. We are so carnal. By that I mean naturally minded. We don't see the spiritual realities that are everywhere. If no two people are alike, okay, then I must be special. If no two physical mornings are the like, then no two seasonal mornings in my life are going to be alike. Stop trying, stop looking for it to look like a recycled yesterday. Something that made you happy before. I don't know about this, it's new. That's because it's new. Profound, huh? New, meaning just found, discovered, or learned. New information. Different from the former of the old. Recently obtained or required. Recently established in a place, position, or relationship. Changed for the better. Rejuvenated. Being the latter or latest in a sequence. Three years into my, or about three and a half years into that season where I did not laugh the Lord whispered to me one morning and said, you're going to laugh again. Soon. I didn't think about it, but my uh, this month or two passed. I don't remember the time. Could have been a year. You know, when you get old, it was a while after that. Um, my son and some friends of his went to Daytona. And I kind of did fifth wheel. And I hung out way away from them and read during the day. And that night we began to play a card game. I don't ever play card games. And we were playing something. And uh, there was a little girl there. It's the first time I met her and I haven't seen her but once since. It was my son's friend's sister. Her name was Bets. And I love, if, I love when someone thinks I'm funny. Because I'll ride them like a pony. I, the goal is to get them to TT. I'm she thought I was hilarious and we were playing cards and I kept going and kept going and she would just like start to fall and you know the kind of person I'm peeing right now I'm peeing you know just and then I got tickled at her and there's a picture that they snapped and my face is blood red and I'm laughing at her and that night when everybody dissipated and I was back to my sorrow I said told you and I realized that he had just opened the valves of the dam. So it's going to take a while to get rid of all this water, all this night, all this stuff. Your morning is right around the corner. So I wanted to give you a commercial today, an advertisement, that if you can believe, you will see the glory of God. He doesn't need your help. He needs your expectancy. Final thoughts. Mourning has a tenacity about it. There's one unconditional thing. Mourning will not negotiate with you. It'll vary in its strength. It'll vary in its warmth. It'll vary in its clarity. Some cloudy mornings, some bright mornings. Non-negotiable. You cannot bring the night before with it. It all dissipates. Listen to this. As sure as one shoe cannot hold both feet... Day and night cannot fit together. There's no room for both. When the day dawns, darkness dissipates. See, it was in the darkness of the lion's den that Daniel looked forsaken. But in the morning, he looked favored. It was the darkness of Paul and Silas's prison. They were beaten and in great pain. But in the morning, the jailer washed their wounds. In the darkness of the nor'easter, Paul declared all hope was gone. In the morning, he was warming his hands at a molten fire. In Jacob's dark night of wrestling with God, he was judged as a deceiver. In the morning, his name was changed to Israel. And in the darkness of the crucifixion, in the night of his burial, 
Christ appeared to be an imposter. But in the morning when God raised him, and he took captivity captive, and he ascended into the heights, and was given a name that was above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow and every tongue would confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Stop seeing your nights clearer than you see your mornings. So, when I go to the chiropractor, I go to the doctor, they, you know, they do your vitals and they say, chart, zero to 10, how's it feel? You know, you're, you, you don't want to exaggerate, but you're like, seven, eight, nine, okay. However dark the morning is, you're, or the, however dark the night is, you're that much closer to the morning. Just know that it's coming. I've learned to cry with one hand and worship with the other. So, how are you doing? I'm just waiting for the day to break. And one day you'll be in your car, you'll be at work, you'll be at home, and you won't see a sunrise. You'll, it'll be in your soul, and you'll see your spouse differently. You'll, you'll feel about God differently. That wound that oozed now has a, a scab over it, and you go, something's happening. Morning's happening. Morning's happening. Would you do this for me? We only have just a couple of minutes. I want you just to, if this describes you, I'm just, it, it could be, it's so broad. If this describes you, just stand. I mean, I'm in this dark season and I just, I need the Lord, I need the Lord, I need the Lord. Just stand all over this room. Brian, would you play that song for me this morning? The rest of you, would you just bow your heads this morning? And if you're in a daylight season, just thank him and give him gratitude.
Amen. Y'all stand with us. I'm going to ask Pastor Wade to dismiss us. And I don't mean this trite. I just feel it in my heart, so I'm going to say it to you. Looks like it's going to be a bright one tomorrow. Might want to.